build most of my dreams. And if other women can have that opportunity, I want to watch it. I want to be there. Um, this year is a different purpose for me. I, you know, I wanted to get across that finish line last year and I did. It was everything, but I'm finding myself helping a lot of my other Betty sisters right now who are scared and they you know, they have yeah. anxiety about getting their spots later in the year or will I be able to do this? And, and if I can help them, it's going to be so special that day. It's going to be, you know, just amazing to watch them have that experience. And so I cannot wait for that all female race day. I think it's going to be spectacular. Welcome to the Badass Reset Club, a special place where if you've lost your way, girl, we're here to help guide you back. Those club doors are opened up wide so we can discuss all things, fitness, nutrition, body composition, hormones, menopause, beauty, headspace, and more. Hey there, my name's Heather. I'm a fitness expert, nutrition coach, autoimmune athlete, mom of three pretty cool kids, and married to one handsome firefighter. I started this club because after years of over-exercising, under-fueling, gaining weight, dealing with Hashimoto's disease, and experiencing hormones gone crazy, I knew there had to be a better way. So come on in, badass. Let's hit that reset together. All right, welcome back to the Badass Reset Club today. I have someone special special to me because she is part of a tribe that I adore. And today we are sitting down. Well, we're on a video call if you're watching this on YouTube, but we're sitting down with Joanna Namey and Joanna is better known as coach Jojo. That's how I know you as Jojo. Mm -hmm. And she's been coaching athletes with TriDot since 2012. She's the co-founder of Hissy Fit Racing. She's a member of the Betty Design Elite Squad and has 19, I'm going to repeat that, 19 <laughs> Ironman finishes on her accomplished triathlon resume. She's a two-time Kona qualifier. I'm going to explain what that means if you don't know. And is racing on the big island for the second time this year. She's the director of TriDot's pool school. And her passion is getting athletes faster and more comfortable in the water. It sounds like she's got no free time. And just when I drop that bomb, I'm going to tell you she is a boy mom to four young men. She's a busy lady. And give it up for Coach JoJo. <laughs> I'm Thank so glad you. you're here. And I do have to, like, even before I let you start telling us about your amazing self, a Kona qualifier. I mean, you have to be the best of the best to get to Kona Ironman. If you haven't ever watched it, on TV, you need to tune in this year. I think they televise it in November, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. So. Um, it is like, it'll make you cry. It'll make you feel all the feels. It is like the pinnacle for a triathlete. And so now we get to talk to her in the flesh. Here we go. So welcome, Jojo. I have known you for a couple of years because we're on the Betty Designs squad, um, Team Betty. But when did you join? the squad? Oh, let's see. I think 2020 um, was okay. the first year I got on the squad. Um, those those spots were coveted and um, it took me a couple years. Um, once I qualified for Kona, I, I got on that year and it was pretty life-changing because COVID hit. And when that happened, 
I started to uh, Zoom and, and ride Zwift with a couple of girls and I didn't really know them. Oh, yeah. um, and, it, and it turned into this crazy weekly uh, bike ride. And those six women are still like my best friends on the squad um, oh, because we it. had no interaction. I mean, we weren't even leaving the house. Um, and so that was, yeah. that was, that was everything. We built friendships that way through bike, through cycling, Swift and um, Zooming. It was pretty special. And then to um, have consecutive years on the squad and getting to meet people in person like you um, and finally making it to Kona um, after it was delayed three years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Making, you know, sitting those years out um, and then getting there, that was just magical um, to get to be with all of my Betty sisters in Kona um, for the race. It was, it was very magical. I, and I got to meet you there. That was such a, a beautiful time. I will always remember I was, that was my first time ever getting to Kona, ever seeing Iron Man, And then of course, meeting all of the badass squad. Yes, yeah. So to, for a full Ironman, for those who aren't really familiar is 140.6. We've got to get that 0.6 in there uh-huh. <laughs> miles. It is a long day. And then you put it into paradise, which sounds wonderful, but paradise is hot and um, it takes a toll. Do you, do you love this distance? Is this like where you thrive? Yes. <laughs> That's okay. what, you know, people ask me and they think I'm crazy. Um, you know, my best distance is the full Ironman. And I, I think this plays into being a swimmer by background. Swimming 2.4 miles is really tough for anyone, but it's really tough for someone that didn't grow up a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, swimming was like running to me. I, I started at like age three. Um, was competitive through college. Swimming is very, that's where I'm home, whether it's open water or the pool, that's like my therapy. Um, so the full distance, um, that plays to an advantage because, you know, I, I'm not very winded. I'm not very spent after a 2.4 mile swim, um, which leaves a lot of energy to execute a long bike and a run. Um, yeah. 70.3, which is a half Ironman distance. I always joke with uh, my runner friends that, um, I can run a super long way at a pretty good speed, but girls that are mega fast runners will chase you down in 13 miles. Um, So the full distance is definitely, um, I love coaching um, both the half and full distance, but I love the strategy of a full Ironman because there's so much time to make up and there's so many things that can happen. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't get down. And, and if one thing happens because you have no idea what's happening to other people and mm-hmm. it's so many things can, can happen over that day um, that can push you up in the ranking. Out of 19 Ironman. So mm-hmm. like if we did some math on here, for those of you who are good with math, 19 times one, that's yes. a lot of racing wells. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Do you have a favorite that stands out? I mean, obviously Kona is going to be up there, but what, what else did you love? Uh, Kona was magical. Um, it was the whole journey. It was, you know, it was trying for 15 years to get there and then getting there and then, you know, COVID delaying three years. It was, it was so wanted by the time I got there that it was just magical. I mean, I took it all in. Uh, but as far as racing, I love hot, flat, windy courses. So that plays into me being from Texas. Only Uh have ever lived in Texas. Don't have any elevation. We got one overpass here. Um, you know, I ride that. I ride that sucker over and over again. But um, I, you know, I. It, it's funny because I just went up to Maine seventy point three with some of my Betty sisters, 
uh-huh. and had, you know, knew it was going to be hilly, but had no idea what that was going to be. Um, and that just doesn't play in my favor. Those girls could zoom up those hills. Um, so when it comes to favorite courses, um, I've done Cozumel twice back to back. Um, I love Mexico. It's like my favorite. Cozumel is one of my favorite vacation places. Um, I just, you know, I speak the language. I love the culture. I love all the local restaurants. And so um, the whole island comes out and it's just, it's, it's a different environment. Um, and, and it is definitely one of the most beautiful swims of all Ironman courses. It's like an aquarium. Um, oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah, very fast swim. Um, so I love that. And then probably my second favorite is Maryland, which um, you know, it, 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 again, it's a flat, fast course. Um, okay. it, it's a very quaint little town, um, that it's in and a lot of, uh, local residents come out and volunteer. It's just very special. Uh, I've loved my experiences. I've done both twice. You know, I will say Texas, I've done eight times and it is, um, Ironman Texas is, you know, it's my hometown. It's, you know, just, it's in the woodlands north of Houston. My in-laws okay. live, they live on the run course. Um, yep. <laughs> I know I could close my eyes and do that race. Um, and I coach a big group every year, uh, mm-hmm. women through um, Texas. Um, so it, it definitely, that's a rock star finish. And I feel like for a first timer, um, Texas is just an amazing, amazing experience. Um, you know what? I haven't been to Texas except for a layover. Oh I, I need to, I need to go spend some time. And, yes. I, and also I, I need to get warm. <laughs> yeah, you will get warm. That's so wild to me. Do you recover well after a full distance? Depends on my effort. (laughs) So I will tell you that, um, you know, last year in doing Kona, I kind of surprised myself and that I really wasn't sore after the race. Okay. Um, But but I really had no expectations and didn't push myself and kind of, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't pushing real hard on the bike. And then on the run, had an amazing experience where I came across my two, um, like, total triathlon journey um a couple terry and kyle stone terry is on the squad with you and i and mm-hmm. um in the energy lab pitch black heard her husband in the distance so i came across them with eight miles to go on the marathon mm-hmm. so we ended up run walking the last eight miles and taking it all in after our like 15 year journey um, and so yeah it was it was just one of those moments like how did this all come together like this um and so I, didn't oh, push. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> yes, it was, it was, it was absolutely like magic how that happened for us or, you know, God's doing and putting us together in those last mm-hmm. eight miles. But, um, in doing that, I didn't push very hard. So the next day I was like, well, ah, let's go to the beach. I mean, you know, I wasn't really, um, sore, but I have had races, you know, in, in Cozumel, I got six, two years in a row. Um, okay. and, and I was, pretty much not wanting to walk, um, the next day, but usually a week or so, um, you're, you're, you're better. Um, but I, I do tell my athletes that you may physically feel better, but your heart is still tired after a, um, effort. Like so that. smart. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really brilliant. Yeah. I think, you know, like, I don't know if you know this about me. I have an autoimmune that if I, I can do a half iron and uh-huh. it can like, take my feet out from under me. Like I have right. nothing left to give and I, and I'm, I'm done for the day, the next day, the following day. And so like long distance is really, really tough for my right. recovery. So I look at someone like you and I just go, wow, <laughs> yeah, like built for the distance. 
Really? It is definitely. And, you know, I, I work for TriDot, which we do, uh, you know, we do genetic testing on, you know, athletes if they choose to do it, which shows us whether they are built for shorter distance or for um, long distance, what plays in their favor. It doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know. There but are to know that, that is yeah. wild. Okay, talk yeah. more about that because I find that fascinating and really yeah. beneficial for, you know, yeah. like, your body. So the amount of the amount of genes we test it, it's crazy we test on recovery we test on um you know what your talent will be and whether it is you are you know built to be a fast rabbit short course racer or you're you know are built for um very long endurance racing and it's very fascinating because you know we've had coaches that i look at and i'm like oh they must be you know a full distance ironman athlete and they're really um, they're, you know, their genetics play more in favor of them being a short course athlete. So interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't, it's not, it's not the say all though, because, you know, the training itself, you yep. can train yourself, um, you know, and even you yourself, you know, we, we get you through a full distance, um, but there, there is a lot of strategy as to that and a lot of modification, you know, personalizing training. Um, that's for everybody. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody has something that's different, you know, and so we have to, really be careful in how we um, plan their training based on that. Oh, for sure. I imagine you see if you're working with, um, you know, I, I tend to talk a lot about perimenopause and menopause. Mm -hmm. Um, I imagine that you work with a lot of women in that age bracket who are, you know, maybe feeling like they've um, been putting all the training in and their hormones do come into play. And I think that we're in this space where it's like, thank God we finally know what we know. And, yeah, and we're, I think we're just working with on women. The brink. Yeah. And I, I think we, I think there's a lot of information out there and a lot of data mm-hmm. on it, but we're still not incorporating it um, okay. into training. So coaches on an individual basis, I think some of us are taking more, um, you know, are, are looking at this more seriously. We went to um, the endurance exchange in Austin mm-hmm. um, a couple of months ago, and I went to a couple of seminars. Um, I think it was the co-author on Roar. Um, and she talked about, it was fascinating, but she talked about, you know, perimenopausal, you know, here are the 30 symptoms. And there was just like a groan in the audience. Cause like every woman in there was like, Ooh, you know, like, yes, it was like, you know, all of this stuff that we're experiencing and we blame it on life, work, family, stress, tra- mm-hmm. you know, training, you know, that's one we always say, Oh, it must be because I'm tired and training. But a lot of these, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's progressive that these things sneak up on us. Yes. Um, and, and the thing that was fascinating to me was she said, this can be a 15 year period. Yeah. So most people going to your OBGYN or something saying, Oh, well, you know, this might be a year or two per year. It can be coming on for 15 years and, and, and dealing with these symptoms and, um, you know, and managing through training and endurance training mm-hmm. is, is quite a feat. I mean, it, it is definitely something Absolutely. that I have to, you know, I talk about it openly with a lot of my female athletes, you know, starting at age 35 on, we talk mm-hmm. about hormone testing. Um, and we talk about, you know, them being open with me about how they're feeling each week. Um, yeah. Because, they, you know, there's a lot of modifications, I can't have them pushing, you know, their, their, their most intense or longest duration sessions on weeks when they are feeling, you know, really, really rough. Yeah. Um, you know, and so we go in and make adjustments for that, that allows them easier recovery and, you know, more time to recover. Yep. Super, super smart. I know that, um, 
Roar and Celine talk a lot about low energy availability. Do you see that with your athletes? Like, do um, they have periods where it's just, you know, a week definitely, of definitely, definitely, you know, and I, I'm learning, and it's so interesting because I'm learning more and more. I mean, I have two athletes that are early twenties, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so we talk about, they're very open to talk about their cycle and how they're mm-hmm. feeling, you know, and I just can't do it. You know, I can't do an assessment or a test this week. And I'm like, absolutely not. You can't, you just, you're having all, you know, you're, you're in pain, you, you're tired. Um, and then I've all the way up to the spectrum of women that have gone fully through menopause mm-hmm. um, and everything in between. So there's a lot of theories that are floating around. And that's something I've been studying with, you know, a, a PhD we have on staff at TriDot, um, Dr. BJ Leeper about, you know, whether, you know, the traditional periodization of training for endurance for Ironman has been three build weeks, uh, three development build weeks with a recovery week. Um, yeah. And that the, the thought process on that is changing um, with women that are in mid to late perimenopausal and then going through menopause would be to have two harder weeks with two recovery weeks. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. So they are very much testing. I mean, there's still not enough. There hasn't been enough, um, you know, data recorded on how that would affect women. Um, wow. You know, oh, so- I have so many questions about that. Like, yes. how, how long does training have to be then if you've got two full weeks of. Right. And I don't even know. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even have the answers yet. It's something That's that wild. We, we're just on the brink of, because it's so funny that we thought all these years we could take females, males, every age across the spectrum and say, this is the right way to Go do train that. But yes. <laughs> and if we do, if you, if you do three build weeks to a recovery week, it's going to work perfectly. And to say, I, I can't say it hasn't worked because, you know, women have done exceptional and, it, and mm-hmm. women of all ages have done exceptional. Um, yeah. But there's just, it, it's opening up, I think more areas now to think about um, could this be done better? Could this be easier for women? Could they suffer less and, and you know, suffer less fatigue, pain, um, and, and perform better if they had more recovery? For sure. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I do not coach endurance athletes. I'm more on the strength and body right. composition and, you know, yeah. build, building lean muscle side. But I, I find it most beneficial to do that deload week, that yeah. that week off the week before someone starts their period. And if they're not cycling anymore, we kind of, we come up with a schedule that they stick to only because that tends to be the week for them that they can't lift. And and there are certain aspects of, you know, joint safety and all of that. I agree. Yeah. So I think it's really awesome that we're talking about it. And I love that male coaches are talking about it too. It, it, It was great. You know, I was a little shocked when I was in those seminars, it was as many men in there. Um, and as many men, male coaches asking questions who coach female athletes, because they are very open to the fact that, you know, you have to know everything. You have to know everything about your athletes and everything that's affecting them. Mm -hmm. Um, I love when you said the deload week that I love the term and I love that, um, you know, it can mean physical and it can mean mental, um, because they're often linked. Um, and, and we see, I see it with my female athletes that, you know, if, if they're experiencing symptoms or, you know, and not feeling well, that really affects them mentally. And that's the perfect week to give them a reprieve when it comes to like, I will, I don't, I don't only give them directions on lower intensity or, you know, less volume for the week as far as training. I'm also like, 
and I want you to do some nice things for yourself. And I want you to do three things that you like to do outside of triathlon training. Go to the Yes. Oh, yeah, that go, is smart. Yeah. Go to, I want you to, you like nice dinners? Go, go to a nice dinner with your head. I want, I, I mandate you, this is your homework for the week because they recharge mentally yeah. and they come back and feel so much better and ready to work. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, um, yeah. you know, that, that's twofold, you know, to be physical and mental uh, for that week. For sure. Um, I'm older than you, but for so long, like for so many years, because this wasn't common speak, we pushed through stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you could be in so much pain, so uncomfortable, you could be getting sick on the side and you just kept going because it right. was what was expected. But I think now with what you're talking about, like having that time to decompress and then learning more about how mindset does come into play. Yeah. Like if you're out there pushing yourself through that discomfort and you're like, this sucks and I suck today and what Mm -hmm. happened, like you're, you start spiraling in that mental space that you're starting to compare yourself to everyone else around you. Right. And, and then you do start to lose that confidence in your ability, which is just a bunch of BS, you know? Yeah. I agree. I mean, and I think it's generational. I think that, um, you know, I, some people know my backstory and that I was a lawyer for six years. Um, you know, and I think I always compare myself to my kids and like kind of their mindset now. And my boys are between 17 and 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I almost love the way they look at things as like, um, they're looking at their future and like, what do they like doing? What do they want to do? You know, how, what, what do they, what do they want their life to look like? Or who do they want to help? Or what are they, you know, what are their priorities when I think that, you know, and I talk about, I talk about this with a lot of women and men that, you know, grew up, you know, when we were in college and that, and it was the number one, work the hardest, you know, get to the best law firm, you know, do everything at once that was demanded of women. Um, and I tell the story that I had my first child over spring break of my third year in law school, um, wow. you know, delivered on Monday, never missed a class. Oh um, gosh, Jojo. You know, and that's, <laughs> that, that's exactly what you're talking about in that yeah. push through mentality. Like yeah. everything I did was to build mental fortitude. Like the more I could endure, which is sad because that probably makes for a good Ironman athlete in many ways, because <laughs> you can talk, you know, you, you're, you're tough, you know, you, 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 you know what it is to go when you're tired to want to do your best. Um, but that's a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. it'll come back to, you know, your psyche and, and, and be like, you know, you're just burnt out and tired, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I, I love working with some of my younger triathletes because they're like, ah, I don't want to do that. I don't like it. I don't, you know, that's, that's not good for them. Me. Yeah. We would have never said that. No, (laughs) we would have just done what we were told. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and it's great to see that, you know, in my boys now, because, and I almost am glad that I made the career changes, you know, throughout my life, because I now tell them, you know, it's not point A to point B in life. It's not, it's, you may go here, 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 here. You may, you know, you may change paths five times and that's okay. Because, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want all I want for them is for them to be happy, you know, and it's yeah. like you can spend a long time not being happy, you know, doing mm-hmm. things that you think you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I'm really happy that I see that in them. Yeah. Sounds like great parenting, too. My kids are the same ages, 17 to 24. 
Awesome. And, yeah, and, and they do things that I never <laughs> expected or saw coming or, you know, and I just have to step back and go, it's totally different Yeah. than when I came it, up the pikes. And, and if you're thriving and if you're happy and you're, you know, making the impact you're supposed to make in the world, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about pool school. Aha. Uh-huh. So um, I've been with Dry Dot Coaching for a long, 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 long time. Um, and I started off coaching a kids team here in Houston for my CEO and built that up and then switched to coaching kids and adults okay. and then just went straight to coaching um, men and women, which, you know, I, I really love. Um, and um, about, oh, it's been about a year, maybe less than a year. Um, my CEO, Jeff Boer, came to me and said, I have an idea about um, creating a swim program. Um, and he is a student of everything. When I say he has studied, he spent the last 20 something years, 30 years studying every major swim platform. Like people will say, well, what about this one? Or I've done this, or I've done that. I've heard about all of those. Huh. And he studied all of them and found, you know, really strong um, things about each of them, but found kind of a deficiency um, on, on some of them. So he kind of took the greatest parts of most of these platforms and I'm not naming them out loud just for purposes, but, um, but, um, so we started working on this functional freestyle based on, um, how the body works and this, you'll love this based on, you know, you know, your expertise in, you know, strength training and personal training and that how the body works and health, um, and what we did is uh, we started analyzing what these other approaches were doing. And, and and I was guilty of it myself. I've coached swimming. I ran a master's program here in Houston. Um, everything I had done was flaw focused. I'd watch a swimmer. Oh, the hand is crossing over. Okay. There's uh-huh. the flaw. And then I would put a Band-Aid on it. I would say, you know, here, here's, here's the flaw and here is the correction. And that was usually causing an overcompensation. Okay. Uh, it didn't address the root problem of why someone's arm is crossing over. Mm-hmm. Um, so we basically broke it down as to we have to establish balance and proper body position in the water from the wall off, starting from scratch. And when we built that first, it eliminated any of those flaws from creeping in. So it's a very, very different revolutionary type of teaching swimming people come Whoa. in and they're like yeah they come in and they say you know I know I cross my hands over or I know my head's too high or my hips and feet drag in the water and I said yeah I get it I've seen it all but you just need to you need to do the prep work which is a lot of dry land muscle memory at home you do that for six weeks before you come to the in-person workshop so Whoa. they're learning yeah they're learning body position on the ground where mm-hmm. it's stable and they can feel gravity and they can see what's around them. They have to learn that feeling first. Then we put them in the water and start to build on that. So it's very, very different. Um, and That's super it, cool. It is. And I, you know, I was wary with him. I told him that I was like, you know, I was hesitant. I said, I'm a good swimmer, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, Do you know who but, I am? <laughs> yes. I was like, but you know, the, the thing I figured out, it, it what was more interesting to me was I have, I have gotten a bit faster since, you know, working through um, the sequence and sticking with it for this year. But uh, again, my last Ironman, I took 500 strokes off 
No like, way. Yeah. No yeah, way. 500. And I, I try to explain that to people was the amount of excessive energy I was using on the swim that I couldn't then have on the bike or run because, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and so we, we've seen vast improvements in speed. Of course, we talk about that on average. It's a, you know, 12% um, improvement on your hundred times. But the decrease in stroke count has been crazy across the board. You know, yeah. where are people that were swimming 24 strokes? When I talk about stroke count, I mean, from one side of the pool to the other, they were taking 24 arm strokes, and that's going down to 18. Okay. You know, so, it, it, yeah, we're seeing, like, huge changes in people's stroke. Um, and so it's been fun. And in the, in the, in the way I explain it to people is it's not just, you're going to do a lot of swimming and you're going to, you're going to learn a lot, but it's a pretty social weekend as well. Um, and so we've picked locations. We had our first two in London since this last year, uh, but we're picking locations all over the U S so that we can try to reach as many people as possible and let, you know, let as many people participate as we can. That's so fun. And then I found out that my friend had been to pool school, I think in California. Betsy, yeah. And met you. And I yes. thought that was just such a small world. I didn't even she know is. she was, she going was to great. Do that. Yeah, I, I I led that one. Uh, we have an overall leader in each workshop, and then we have 10, uh, we have two lane, two instructors per lane. Okay. Um, so our ratio is usually two instructors for four swimmers. Um, so very, very hands-on. But yeah, I met her in San Diego and she was like, Oh my gosh, you know Heather Yandy. I was like, Yes, <laughs> you know, and so that's so it, fun. It's been amazing how many people I've met just like going all over the U.S. and being uh-huh. like, you know, the um, world is small, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The tri world. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Okay. And then what, tell us a little bit about your hissy fit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love that. Name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So this is so funny. I mean, like hissy fit, um, gosh, it's been years and years and years, but it was, it was one year before Ironman Texas, after they'd had it a couple of years. And, you know, we didn't really have, I found it interesting that we really didn't have an all female team Mm -hmm. and Houston is massive and the the surrounding areas of Houston. I mean, we're about 10 minutes South of Houston, but we had no female teams. And um, I had gotten to be good friends with Susan Euler, who is, uh, she's now the team captain of um, of Zoot Mm -hmm. for Texas. Um, And we were training together and we had a couple of other girlfriends out here that, and we, we sat down one time and I said, no, I think we should form a female team. And I said, I don't want it to be anything anybody would pay into. I just would like to have like a Facebook page where people could ask questions or that yeah. new new athletes that are, you know, women that thought, I don't even know if I could do this or can I do a 5K or can I do a sprint triathlon? Like they could get started and we would support them and help them get gear. And, um, and so it was really that like sitting I think we were in a mod pizza, the four of us, and decided <laughs> we got to come up with a name and we wanted something Southern, <laughs> you know, and I wanted leopard kits. That was the key. There you and go. So somehow, <laughs> hissy fit, as in the cat, um, hissy fit, you know, because my mom would say, you know, growing up in the South, you know, stop yeah. throwing a hissy fit. Yeah. Um, and so it came up and it took off. I mean, it's, you know, we, we had a ton of women on the course, especially here in Texas, um, but we've had, people join from all the way from Germany, um, to the, the Facebook group. So I still encourage women. I'm like, if you just want a Facebook group, just to, you know, ever ask questions, you know, we, we offer kits about once a year, you know, people can order, but it's very casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted it to be all encompassing if whether you were on Zoot core, 
you know, mind over matter, whatever you, you, you can sure. still be part of the hissy fit community. That's so cool. What is, what, and that's the true word is community. Like when you yeah. build community, really magical stuff happens. Right. I agree. Which, which goes back to, you know, Betty and like uh-huh. all of that. I, um, I got into Betty and was doing long distance uh-huh. way back when, and in, in 2012, I think, um, Betty was 2014 for me and 15 and, uh-huh. um, and 16. And then I went away for a little bit and then came back and it is, it's, it's still like, there's still the same kind of OG feel. And I, yes. I love that community of women and that community spreads across the world. It's bigger than what, what it used to yeah. be. Um, but it's brought me to some really great relationships here in the Seattle area. And, yeah. um, and, and not only that, but like, as you know, like it, it spreads. And so like, even with, with hissy fit, like having people in Germany is amazing. Yeah. So cool. The triathlon right. world is it's, it's small. It can be cutthroat, but at the same time, it can be pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah and that's, you know, one of the things about Hissy Fit and, and being on the Betty squad was, uh, you know, support of other women was, was huge, mm-hmm. huge for me. I mean, that's probably just me being a coach for so long, um, you know, that, you know, helping different women, whether I coach them or not, people constantly reach out to me, um, you know, daily and ask questions. And, yes. <laughs> um, as, as much as my time allows, I will help them, you know, in anything that they need. I think it's culminating in this, you know, it's, People, the, the, probably the biggest question I've gotten this year was how do you feel about Kona being an all women's event? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, when I qualified, I, I did Kona last year. And then seven weeks later, Terry Stone and I went to Arizona on a whim and qualified for this year. Um, and when, when we did that day, it was not decided. It was an all female event. Okay. It was men were qualifying that day for Kona. Thinking they were um, and, going. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking they were going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we, it's been a real shift because then we found out, you know, I don't know, a month or so later that it was going to be an all female event. Um, and there's a lot more women participating this year. There was more mm-hmm. spots. And a lot of people have asked me about that. And um, I'm, and, and my response has been that um, more joy for everyone, more, more experience, more, you know, more dreams fulfilled for more women. I mean, I don't think we could ask for anything more. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people that, you know, I, I, I've done what I set out to do. I've done the world championships. I've, you know, I've done 19 Ironmans. I've, you know, I have fulfilled most of my dreams. And um, if, if other women can have that opportunity, I want to watch it. I want to be there. Um, this year is a different purpose for me. I, you know, I wanted to get across that finish line last year and I did. It was everything, but I'm finding myself helping a lot of my other Betty sisters um, right now who, are scared and they you know, they have yeah. anxiety about, um, you know, getting their spots later in the year or will I be able to do this? And, and if I can help them, it, it's going to be so special that day. It's going to be, you know, just amazing to watch them have that experience. And so I cannot wait um, for that, that all female race day. I think it's going to be spectacular. That's a fantastic perspective. Cause I've heard a lot of the, the opposite side of the story. I love yeah, that. And it, and, and, and people, you know, I, I've heard a lot of negative comments. And, mm-hmm. and, and one thing I tell them is that, you know, another person's dream being fulfilled or another person's success doesn't take away from anyone else's accomplishment. It doesn't take away from what you've done or what you did to get there. 
you know, your Amen. journey is, yeah, your journey is very unique. My journey was very long to get to Kona, like, you know, years and years of tears and missing it, you know, by one. Uh, but that made, you know, it, that made my day all the more, you know, spectacular. It was, it was, you know, it was God's plan. And that's, that, that was just amazing to have that build for me. Um, yeah. And now, now I feel like going again is such a gift, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's extra. It's like the cherry on top. I'm like, this is so special. Um, so yes. super, yes. super excited. And we are five weeks. I was just going to say, are we four? You're still five weeks out. We're five weeks out. Yep. We're, all so, in the, we're, we're all in the meat of it right now. You're, you're up here and pretty soon things are coming down. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. So. And your body feels good? Uh, knock on wood. Um, yep. I yeah, I am one that, you know, I am super tall, of super long limbs. And so um, a lot of athletes come to me with injuries because I've dealt with a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have managed to get through um, some major uh, races and championships with huge injuries. So right now feeling pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> um, so um, we'll be fine for race day. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I can't wait. I, I so wish that I could be there this year and cheer you guys on. It's not in the cards for me, but um I know, I know plenty of people who will be there and they'll be given the play by plays. (laughs) So we'll be be tracking you. Yes. I so appreciate your time and sharing, um, what you're doing. Is your coaching roster full? Do you still take more people? Um, I have about three open spots right now. I try to cap it, um, at a certain number, um, Mm -hmm. just so I make sure that I give enough attention uh, to each athlete. Um, and you know, training and racing these longer distance have become more and more complicated, um, yeah. logistics, nutrition. Um, so, you know, I, I, I try to give them everything I can. And we, you know, we do spend a lot of time on nutrition because that's such a huge part of, of long distance racing. So mm-hmm. um, I do have a couple spots open. And um, so I'm always looking for athletes who want to, I, I say, I want you to dream so big that people would laugh if you told them <laughs> your dream. Uh, and they laugh at me. They laugh at me when they say that. But I, I, but I said, you know, I was just a mom of three kids. You know, three little kids. When I, uh, you know, said I think I'm going to do an Ironman one day. You know, my husband's yep. like, she will, she'll do it. <laughs> so, oh, that's um, a little different than what mine said. The first time I did a half, I crossed the finish line and I said, how the hell am I supposed to do a full? Yeah, that was hard. And he yeah. said, well, maybe you won't. And I was like, oh, those are fighting words right there. That's fighting words right there. Yeah. 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 Bring yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have two questions for you, Jojo. Sure. What would you say to the um, newbie, regardless of age, what would you say to the newbie who wants to get into triathlon and is just so afraid to? You know, I think there's a lot of resources, uh, a couple of new pages that I have found on um, Facebook. Again, uh, for females, um, feel free to join Hissy Fit Racing. It says the Cat Pack on Facebook. Um, and I love it when we have a new person come on and say, you know, I'm really scared, but I, I think I want to do this. And I, how do I get started? You're going to get bombarded with a lot of help um, from seasoned athletes and from other people that are just starting out that want to find people Perfect. to train with in their area. Um, there's also Triathlon for Beginners is a Facebook page that I uh, I watch, you know, carefully because uh, I want people to get good information back um, uh, when they ask questions. Um, 
you know, and, and also looking for, you know, groups in their area. You know, most major metros have um, triathlon groups, and most of those groups are a wide variety of athletes in there mm-hmm. as far as levels. Um, so I, I, I can name 20 women that, you know, started out on a first ride with us, um, you know, for Hissy Fit that didn't have, you know, any specific clothing and had an old bike or had a borrowed bike. And, you know, we kind of took them under our wing, you know, and so, um, or, you know, they can always reach out to me, Coach Joe Tridot. Um, that's my Instagram. And I, you know, I, I know quite a few people in quite a few areas now yes. that can yes, always yes. set somebody up, you know, just to like, you know, kind of take them under their wing and, and get them started on, you, you do not need a bunch of fancy gear. That's like the one thing I think that's a misconception. Um, uh, you know, you, you don't need to go out and buy everything all at once. Um, you know, and yeah. so, um, even if it's signing up for your first, you know, you know, mile run or 5k and do a run walk or anything like that. I think the first time you get one of those under your belt, it kind of lights the fire that like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to push myself to do the next thing. Yeah. Yo, I like it. My very first triathlon, I, I was like, oh, I want to do that. And it was such a cool one. I can't remember the name of it, but it was, um, uh, Sally Edwards. Right. Uh-huh. Um, was leading these up. I can't remember what the name was, but I rode my college mountain bike. Uh-huh. <laughs> Couldn't figure out how women, you know, twice my age were flying right. past me. <laughs> I um, did the same. My I goggles. Borrowed, yeah, yeah. I borrowed my neighbor's bike. She was five feet tall. <laughs> I couldn't see that arrow bars. My elbows hit my knees the whole time on the bike. And I was like, how could this be comfortable? I mean, how do people ride like this? (laughs) So clueless. It's so great, though. You just go with heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my goggles broke as I was going into the water. So I had no goggles. And I remember the the kid on the paddleboard going, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing I do tell people is when I finish that race, you know, after having three kids back to back and doing and doing and doing and mothering and wifing and, and being this and being daughter and being all these things. After finishing that race, it was the first time I had felt like myself in a long, long time. Like it was the first time I felt like the competitor, the athlete I was when I was a kid. And that was a feeling I wanted to hang on to. And so the one thing I tell all my athletes that you should not feel guilty for having something for yourself. This is not too much to have for yourself. This is, this is, this is going to keep you happy and it's going to make you better in all of those other roles you play. Yes. Um, So that's great. Yeah. I I, I try to emphasize with that. So like I've had women that reach out to me, just be like, I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. I said, you know what? Just be brave. Some of the most beautiful things happen on your bravest days. So please, you know, just, reach out, ask for help, ask a friend who does it, or, you know, reach out to you or me. Um, and we'll give you guidance on where to go from there. I'll make sure to link that in the bottom of the show notes, how to find you and all that good okay. information. Okay. My very last question for you. Sure. What makes you feel badass? Oh, I'll probably cry on this. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to hit me hard. Um, and maybe, maybe it even involves your tagline. Yeah, the the fight girl fight, you know, that that started in the journey to get to Kona and, you know, to miss it so many times and to do three Ironmans a year and to, you know, go from one location to the next. And, you know, I tell people that most of those before Hissy Fit racing, I did on my own. 
you know, I trained alone. I ran hundred, rode a hundred miles alone every week. And, you know, so the fight girl fight just became a tagline as to, you know, don't give up, keep yeah. pushing, you know, it will happen for you. I'm not going to lie, you know, being a 19 time Ironman, being a world, you know, in the world championship, I do feel like a badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I more feel like a badass that I did it and somewhat successfully have nurtured for man children, you know, to be, to be happy and to know what they want to do in life. That, yeah. that makes me a badass because it, it is never easy for women or men to balance this in life um, and, to, and to successfully wear all the hats you're supposed to wear. So if, even if you do that, just okay. In all departments, you're a badass. So. I agree. I agree. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. Um, I know everybody's going to love listening to this and I can guarantee you probably inspired someone to get themselves into a triathlon. I hope so. I hope so. I know you've inspired me to want to like swimming more. (laughs) You come to pool school. I I think I need to come to pool school. (laughs) Thank you so much, coach Jojo. We will, um, we will have all the good information of where to find her in the show notes, make sure to check her out on our socials and make sure to share this with someone that you think might be interested in the sport of triathlon or just feeling like a badass. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you you next time. Well, there you have it. One step closer to feeling strong, confident, and inspired to take care of you again. And you know what's even more badass? sharing this with a gal pal that might need a little fist pump in her life. If you got some inspo from this episode, I'd be honored if you took a screenshot for your social and tagged me at coach Heather Yancey. So I can send you a personal thank you. And please know that if you could take a minute to rate and review the show, it helps get this podcast to more people. And that's super badass. And finally, if you haven't joined the badass reset club on Facebook, what are you waiting for? I'll see you over there and go get them.